How can asset managers jumpstart data analytics with data they already have? What types of data, both internal and external, are out there? And how do you put them to work? What data is most often overlooked within an organization? Well, on this first episode of Nixa Talk, these are the questions that we'll be tackling. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and on today's show, we're talking data analytics. The following excerpt is on the topic of identifying key sources of data. Moderating the discussion is Jackie Noblet, senior reporter at Ignites. Our speakers include Bradley Moore, director of product development at Allbridge Analytics, Lindsay Noble, lead analytics consultant at DST Systems, Greg Piasecki, head of sales at SalesPage Technologies, and Deep Srivastav, head of client strategies and analytics at Franklin Templeton. We'll now join our in-progress discussion where Jackie is talking about the usage of internal versus external data and asking the panel about identifying key sources of data streams. One of the things that uh, we have to separate out a little bit is that um, there's both internal data and external data. And our research shows that really firms are using both. Uh, in 2015, you know, the split was about 60-40, you know, in terms of managers uh, using about 62% of managers use internal data and uh, in their distribution strategy, and about 38% use third-party data. Um, the split is a little bit more even uh, now, and really what that data is being used for, particularly on the third-party side. And the third-party data could be anything from, uh, you know, industry-wide data feeds, um, individual, um, you know, sales-specific data feeds. Um, It could be distributor data that uh, is part of some sort of marketing or sales partnership. And really... (laughs) what a lot of that data is being used to do is to clean up the firm's internal data. 89% of managers use third-party data to clean, uh, verify, and enrich the data that they have internally, which could be uh, anything from uh, information in the CRM, transaction data from your record keeper, could be marketing data, it could be data from your website, uh, and kind of putting all these pieces together. Uh, firms are also using it for um, other purposes, but uh, it varies a lot more. And what you'll notice is that uh, larger managers tend to use the data much more frequently for uh, you know specific sales track tactics like territory management and environmental segmentation than some of the um, mid-sized or smaller managers. So, with that kind of background in mind, uh, Brad, you know with there being so many different options of third-party data for firms to use, what do you see as kind of the key sources that can be really valuable in um, a distribution data analytics? Um, how do they differ? And, uh, you know, what are you seeing around your clients about, you know, the types of data that they're using? 
No, thanks, Jackie. I mean, it's a, it's a great question, I think. And as you pointed out in the previous slide, you know, there there is a lot of external data available, and you know, 60 plus percent of firms are are using some type of external data to incorporate into their their data and analytics strategy. Um, and, and Deep made some really good points about you know there there being a lot of different data sources out there, but being able to to have a, a structure internally in your sales and marketing organizations that can bring in all of that data and start to link some of these disparate data sources together to, to look forward to a positive ROI and leveraging this, this data and analytics for your, your sales and marketing strategy is, is just really important. So with that in mind, right, as we think about how we like to separate industry data and view it, there's a couple different slices that, that we consider. So first of all, we break data out into two kind of broad categories, right? Broad industry data really meant that to be strategic to inform about broad macro uh, trends in the industry. You know, data sources like MMI, Cerule, ICI, Strategic Insight, right? These are all great data sources that provide you a, a macro landscape of types of products that are being used between uh, active and passive and separately managed account and understanding that kind of broad landscape. And then as you transition away from that broad market industry data, there's also data that's really meant to be both used strategically and tactically. Uh, that's data that's really meant not only to inform, but also to help execute your sales and marketing strategies. Uh, there's a, a lot of firms in the marketplace that provide this type of tactical data. Uh, firms like Access Data, uh, Auburge Analytics, uh, Market Metrics, and DST right, all have varying data packages that provide some level of transparency at a very tactical level to help firms understand trends in the marketplace and really to help execute and incorporate into your distribution strategy. Now, from that perspective, as you start to evaluate these data sources, what we see our clients looking at are very specific things to make sure they can get the most value out of the data. And the types of things that we're seeing uh, firms focus on when they're evaluating industry data sources are being able to evaluate things like product discretion, advisor discretion, understanding the platform level within the data. Is it rep as PM? Is it rep as portfolio manager? Is it rep as advisor? Or is it in a, a UMA or a model account? And, and how does that differ from a wholesaleability standpoint from a, a sales and marketing strategy? Uh, obviously, a big important component to that is understanding product types as well. So you want to have a holistic view as you're looking at data. You, you don't only want to look at mutual funds, but you need to be able to look at both mutual funds and ETFs and separately managed accounts to blend that holistic view of the marketplace, uh, especially as we see a lot of trends in passive products starting to grow in terms of sales with the lower expense ratios. Right? And we start to also see smart beta products that are these passive products that have an active component to them. Right? Are there opportunities to layer that data into your sales and marketing strategy to find opportunities more effectively? And we'll talk a little about more of that later. Uh, lastly, we see firms really focusing in on right specific investment styles to understand product usage. And as you think about some of the trends from a data sharing perspective, and I talked about some of the, the industry providers that provide data, but we also have to talk about the, the large broker-dealer strategic packages that are in the industry. So there's a major trend in the industry as well that distributors themselves have developed financial advisor level data packages, strategic partner packages, where they partner with asset managers to provide varying levels of data, varying levels of packages to also integrate with some of your internal TA data, with the industry data you have, and then distributor direct data. So you really have to think about all of those different data sources when you're linking that together, Jackie, to 
to get that into your distribution strategy most effectively. Great. And so, Lindsay, coming from a DST, which is a big provider of um, data and information uh, driven really from firms' internal processes, what are you seeing in terms of internal sources that kind of get overlooked within an organization? And, um, you know, how do you improve that data to, to um, make it really useful for analytics? Thanks, Jackie. As you mentioned, you know, DST is a provider of of transactional data. And that's one of one of the first ones that, of course, we talk about. But really, I'm going to talk about a couple of different internal data sources that fall into a couple of different categories, really focusing on what Deep mentioned earlier around customer-centric. When you use all the sources that are available internally, you can build that complete customer picture from inside your own business and then augment that with some of the stuff Brad talked about. The internal data that's available, as I mentioned, your transactions, tickets dropped and redemptions primarily in that category, then also your interactions with your customers, whether that's from sales or marketing, your meetings, your phone calls, your email, website visits, social interaction if you're, if you're advanced in that area. There's also your finance data as in what are the commissions, the expenses, the fees that are related to each of your customers. And finally, another area that's really often overlooked is the customer service data, your call center and your business processing. All of those are used by different departments for activities that fall into the analytics spectrum, whether that's quarterly or annual reporting on inflows and outflows and net flows, right? Business as usual type reporting. But we're talking about their siloed analysis of siloed data that's for targeting or prioritization or really just for information. What's overlooked isn't necessarily any one piece of data, but it's the power that comes from bringing all that data together. Marketing team is using marketing data it'd be more powerful if they bring transactions into the transactional data into the mix and then actually measure the ROI of their marketing initiatives. Your sales team is using their sales interactions and transactions for figuring out who's worth talking to and who's responsive to those conversations, bringing the financial data into that mix to help understand the profitability of a specific um, customer or firm is something that very few people are doing. The same thing goes for any pair, any set of that data, bringing two pieces together to get a better picture of the customer so you can truly be customer-centric. You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.